welcome to another edition of Hit the Lights podcast. Today, me and Gary are going to be having a discussion on the um, well, the topic of is there a place for short courses in the electrical industry? Once again, I'm joined by Gary. Hello, Gary. Hello, Pete. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready for this one. Yeah, yeah I know Com- you've had a few late nights panicking over this, but it'll be all right. I promise. <laughs> as long as I'm in your warm embrace, we'll be OK. Very warm, very warm. <laughs> Okay, no, so just to clarify then, on the subject of short courses, we're not talking your car charges or your solar add-on courses. We're talking... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's start as we mean to go on. Let's include all short short courses. Okay. I, I think you should we should include them. Um, they're, they're as much a valid part of the conversation as any, any short course. Okay, so... Let's go completely different then. I believe there's two types of short courses. You get the ones which are an upskilling of your already fundamental skill set, and mm-hmm. you have the other ones which are perhaps sold to you as your route into the industry, which you believe upon being sold, you will be a competent electrician at the end. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. By competent, let's call it someone that could go out on their own with their own business and carry out all their own electrical work and sign it off. Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Wonderful. Right, so the first question then really is, do they have a place? So what one are we starting with? Which one? Just just attack one, I guess. Let's go with um, the CPD upskilling based on fundamentals. 100% yes. Yes, they have a a place. Um, You know, if we're expected within say three to four years to go to college learn what we learn um in that period of time with over set subjects and if you want to include the regs maybe in that if some colleges are throwing that in within that period of time then we've got to find additional time throughout our career to not only refresh but as well as like we say upskill ourselves learn new skills um and improve upon the foundation of skills that we've already achieved in that three to four year period. So if you want to look at test and inspection, it's a fundamental key one. 100% that that is a short course and 100% the the only people undertaking that should be people who have completed the three to four years foundation, shall we say. Yeah, so I probably agree with that. You've got three to four years where you're sort of honing the skills and you learn the basics of electrical, electrical safety, health and safety, you know, and then from then on, you can branch out. So if you want to be, let's say, an inspecting tester, you go and do, I think it's the 2391 at the moment, two-week mm-hmm. course, I believe. So, yeah, there's that. I'm not, or, I'm not, I will say I am not as keen. So I'm, I'm all for, let's call them short courses, but I'm not as keen on condensed short courses for me and when i did my own um 2391 quite a while ago now though um it was i think 10 evenings but it was one day a week so you know think you've got time to go away reflect and process so okay it's 10 weeks in all but only we're all getting the same number of hours of tuition let's say during that period but i've got time to go away reflect potentially implement practice um and i think that is a much better method of let's say short course and a way of undertaking those courses yeah i probably agree i did my i'm young enough to have done the 9495 
I did that back in 2012, but it's the same thing. It's your uh, periodic and your installation certificates. But I um, I did mine two weeks. I did them for obviously two five day weeks, and I found it was very intense. I obviously had to be quite clued up on GN3, the role of designer, the inspector, the installer, the client, and there was a lot of a lot of information taken on. I remember there was a time I actually woke up in the middle of the night discussing the earth fault loop bath just because I was so sort of overwhelmed with all this information. I mean, now I still do that, but that's just for a different reason. I'm just, you know, I love it, then I'm a bit intense. But yeah, I think it's probably too much information to take on in that period of time. The 10 week one certainly makes more sense to me. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think the other the other key thing, I'll go quick fire at this, the if we're saying like the EV, I know those um, qualifications and courses have changed recently. I think there's two now. Is that right? Two I different courses. I thought it was three. Okay, maybe, maybe it's three. I, I've certainly seen two. Um, but the people entering those courses, and probably we'll come onto that with the other aspect of short courses as well. The people entering those courses, I would want to have the foundation, and I believe with the new. Um, courses and the updates to the pre-qualifications if we want to call it that that they are um, indeed suitably qualified and have undertaken electrical work and qualifications prior you'd like to hope that most people would have done three to four years I don't know if you want to use the phrase but time served apprenticeship um, and done those adequate qualifications to have the basic understanding to start that course but um because I'm certainly aware that lots of, I don't know whether it was car manufacturers, uh, you know, feeding into various installers and, and they were kind of getting that those qualifications, not underhand, but obviously within the remit of, of pre-qualifications that were needed at the time. So I think there's been some positive changes in that regard with, with short courses. But, yeah, certainly the people entering it is is key. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. You need that fundamentals. And certainly people doing things like, as we all know, the rigs have been changed recently. We had the courage amendment to uh, the 18th. There's a new amendment to we had a fourth edition vehicle charging book brought out at this time, all to do with the safety precautions of EV charging. So it's not something you'd want someone with very limited electrical fundamental knowledge to be installing, unless they could do it for £300 cheaper than the next guy. But uh, you know, that's the sort of world we're getting into at the moment in that uh, little knowledge is no knowledge, really. It's dangerous. It, everyone's relying on an open device or I know a lot of people were relying on uh, rods, just stick a rod in, not thinking about the induced potential circulation currents from nearby PME network. And um, all these new devices, but it's knowing the engineering principles on how to apply them, when to apply them, and are they suitable for that job? It's all about the survey. Yeah, I mean, people do love rules of thumbs, don't they? And um, coming outside of, of engineering thinking and, you know, like you say, EV, you know, parking a car on a street with street lamps and you're running your cord out from your house and all this sort of thing. It, it, it becomes a myriad of, of different issues, doesn't it? And you want to be well versed in some of the, the issues and the topics. Completely, because one scenario won't be the same as the next. You can have two identical houses, but they're not identical in the sense that you might have a class one fitting outside with touch, you know, potential touch differences, etc. So 
you have to understand those fundamentals to be able to apply them. Definitely. So I mean, ten of the eighteenth, short course, but again, but it's um, it's just stuff to know. I mean, what I've got here, just to um, sort of move on a little bit, is I've got a list of things that you will be taught on a nineteen-day short course route into the industry. I just wondered if we could go through them and think if you could learn that in 19 days. So my quick question, are there 19 items? <laughs> no. I mean, I didn't write them all down, but uh, some of them are quite vague. Go on, Em. Let's it. Well, the top one is after these 19 days, you'll be capable of a consumer unit replacement. Okay. I mean, that's probably the most involved activity you can do domestically. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily just putting a box on the walls and putting the wire on it. You have to think how you're going to route the cables into the board. How are you going to safely isolate the network? Do you need to get the meter company out to fit an isolator? Um, are you correctly loaded? Do you have the correct RCD selection? Why do you have the correct selection? It's a lot of responsibility. I think that's a lot to know. I mean, if you just spoke about that for 19 days, I still don't think you'd have the correct... It's not just that. Do you have the correct notifying ability? Can you part P it? Yeah, definitely. I, 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 the way I kind of think about it is if I, I have zero interest in cars, I'm just not one of those people. But if somebody tried to explain how a car worked and for 19 days put me in, I couldn't call myself a mechanic at the end of it. So I, I definitely don't think people can come into something, you know, such as the world of electrics and conquer it in 19 days and okay we've only hit item number one so um i'll let you keep going yeah no no it's on the same subject i remember as an apprentice if someone said to me after 19 days off your pop i mean there was no chance yeah exactly i mean i still think after 19 years you probably shouldn't be letting me too near a screwdriver but you know there we go i'd agree but yeah thank you the next one <laughs> is a um, lovely broad topic of installation well there's so much of it i mean this is specifically domestic i mean they have niched it to just the domestic market right okay yeah but you know as we've discussed on another podcast perhaps the installation on the domestic premises isn't quite as simple as pendants and sockets anymore no definitely isn't but now that's fine we'll move on to lighting install and design design as well so not only can you in uh, you know it'd be a far simpler remit to say we'll we'll teach you to be able to install it as a bare minimum but no we're gonna we're gonna design it as well well done i mean lighting design is something i'm pretty keen to learn can't find many courses out there so i mean i'm interested just to to learn how to be a lighting designer i mean (laughs) typically domestically um i see a lot of people work in different ways um if you have a square room let's say and you're putting in down lights some people spread them as a third, third and a third. I'm more of a quarter, half quarter person and try and allow for a downlight in a larger room to cover every metre and a half to two metres. That tends to give a good spread of light based on an eight foot high ceiling. Um, I like to go for a pendant. Yeah, well, you know, you'd probably have a vapour proof. <laughs> Uh, my house ain't ever going to blow up. I know yeah, that. High bay light or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like an X-ray through the walls. It's that bright. Although the sun fittings around. I guess we've just covered it then in about thirty seconds. So maybe you can get lighting design and installing. 
Well, I wouldn't say we covered it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it goes on to other things, doesn't it? You know, how are you going to switch it? There's you know, a myriad of switching technologies out there now. So very vague two-way lighting. You know, a lot of third-year apprentices still get, can't get their head around two-way lighting. What about conventional method, conjurate method? It's um, simple when you know, but it's getting that to click in your head. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, we've got electric cookers. Yeah, simple radial. Uh, you can argue that one. Yeah, okay. I still think there's enough in there. You know, you've got demand. You've got what sort of switching are you going to do? How well, of course, there's, there's load calcs. There's, yeah, there's a heck of a lot goes into it. But I suppose this way, if, if you keep the... the uh, the scope of the course vague it's well we're going to teach you to install it you know um it's wire to a, a cooker outlet just put connect the flex in it's, yeah. it's really oversimplifying it and it would annoy me to hear it but that's probably the simplicity of of how they get around the the language in the propaganda that they're putting out yeah but see me being the uh, simpleton, I just think, well, what about the correct selection of switches? Do you put on a two-gang or a single-gang plate with the flex? Are you using a class one, two, five, or six conductor? Will you be ferreting it? How will you be terminating into the back? What about the different types of screw heads you have to use? What about the like manual handling of the appliance? Don't <laughs> throw yeah. manual handling at me. Well, you've got to, wouldn't you? It's, uh, I personally wouldn't take a single oven out on my own because I'd be out of breath. But also, it's um, they're in awkward shape. They're normally back-heavy, back-loaded, so you're all twisting at angles. And I think if you're teaching someone to do that, they'd have to be instructed. Yeah, no, definitely. I think if you were to look at, I don't know, I'm not going to name any companies, but there are lots of companies out there that sell you ovens and cookers and all that sort of stuff and they usually offer these replacement services don't they where they hook up your appliances and all that sort of stuff maybe this is the level of course those people are attending you know because they're probably not trained or qualified no but then again they're not it's installing the circuit are they they're doing what you'd consider maintenance they are changing an appliance yeah but if it's a fixed appliance like a an oven or a cooker let's say they are then taking responsibility that how do they know what that's connected to and the installers rated it all correctly in the first instance if you replace or change it you've got to do your own due diligence as any electrician would but obviously those sorts of things aren't done they'll flick it off put it in flick it on i think they have basic checks didn't they they now they have to make sure you run an rcd and they have to make sure that you've got a um, suitable breaker and stuff so you ever seen a minor works from? It's, it's changing of an appliance, isn't it? A fixed appliance? No. no, I haven't. No, I haven't either. Nor do I think you ever will, but all right. Well, then, okay, next one, electric showers. So now, just think this, right? There you are, completely naked. Oh, about, about to get your <laughs> newly installed shower by someone who's only been trained for 19 Hang days. On, I'm already naked and somebody's installed a shower. No, no, he's done it. He's done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how you tip your uh, installation team, but uh, he's been and gone. There's your shower. It's all ready to go. There you are. And you think, right, I'm going to turn that on, get smothered and lathered up, completely naked, just to reiterate. 
and uh, getting there where this guy who's been trained for 19 days has uh, installed a, you know, typically a 40 amp electric shower mm. while I'm wet and naked. So uh, what do you reckon? Would you have confidence in that? No, not really. Um, considering considering you've got such a close water and electricity interface, I would not want um, somebody doing that. You know, I I trust a plumber slightly more, but I'd rather an electrician did it. Yeah, I've seen some plumbers wire up showers. Are they naked? Oh, completely, completely. <laughs> no one ever comes back to work with me. That's the thing. It's just as soon as the old toes come off, that's it. Pete the Predator. That's it. <laughs> right, moving on. Rewire. Yeah, Full sorry, rewire yeah. of your domestic property. Uh, I mean, haven't they already kind of touched on it with installation? No, apparently not. Okay. Well, now we're rewiring. Now we're rewiring. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. There's quite a lot to learn there, but yeah, keep moving. Um, heating controls. Um, there are plenty of um, electricians out there who don't don't want to touch boilers and, and all sorts of things. Um, you know, we've got the heat pumps coming in now. Is that included? Um, underfloor heating is. Oh, underfloor heating. Right, so, okay. Yeah, but I, well, personally, I do install to a level underfloor heating controls and heating controls, smart controls. Um, I find you need to have quite good mechanical knowledge with that as well. You have to understand how the pump works and how the... Um, the blending valve and the valves work and there's, there's you know it's a bit going on there so fair play so they must have some of the best teachers that have ever walked the earth i've had some good teachers over the years but um were I they this good uh, they weren't this good yeah. i mean they must be earning an absolute fortune they, they must be yoda yeah. to be able to um <laughs> impart knowledge this quickly well and yeah the other one the final one on this list i've got is uh, part p Oh, so you're going to learn it? Going to learn part P. So that's approved document P of the building regs. You're going to learn it. So, I mean, the other things I'd like to see is the health and safety at work, electrical at work. Mm. I'd like to see... Um, there's no testing on it either. That's the other thing that confuses me. I, I was just about to raise that. What about mm. the uh, the ability to test your own work? Don't need it. Don't need it. You've installed, you've rewired, you're just no. going to leave it. No, so yeah, that would be. Uh, what good hmm. is knowing about Part P as well? What about certification and microscope and remit? You know when to use the correct certificate, when to do it, how to test. Yeah. Um, building regs compliance. I think there's a. Let's pick some numbers. Two, three, nine, three. I believe is the uh, building regs qualification. Is it? I mean, there is a book. I think the course is a day, but uh, again, another short course. Good one to know. Takes you through the um, approved documents, basically. So yep. it's correct structure. Well, number A. Number A. Letter A would be your structures. So that's all correct. Notching of joists, drilling of joists, chasing of cables. All very good to know for uh, domestic electrical wiring. I mean, what if I was to say to you, I'm setting up a course. Change the headings to scope, object, and fundamental principles, assessment of general characteristics, protection for safety, selection and erection of equipment, inspection and testing, special installations or locations. 
I'd probably say you're teaching me the 18th edition. Exactly, exactly. But those are much clearer, concise ways of structuring it. I Um, mean, the way, I mean, probably worth mentioning as well, that this course, and see, it's not this course, it's a a variation of courses I've searched, like the first 10 that come up, I've just picked and poked from there on a search engine, but um, they're averaging around two grand. I feel sorry for people. I really do that uh, are handing over their their hard-earned money and savings to these companies who who are leading them astray, and uh, it it feels morally wrong. And we really should be nipping them in the bud very very quickly. Um, well, before you get too angry about it. No, I'm already angry. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a place for this type of course in the industry? There's a place for short courses. No, no, no. Not short courses. Specifically that type of course. No. Why not? Because you are not gaining the requisite skills, knowledge, experience in 19 days to be able, at the end of it, to be able to say, I can competently go and complete a full rewire of a house with consumer unit replacement at the end of it. That is if your intention is to go and do that at the end. My question, which I'm going to put to you, is what if an employer put one of their people on this? (laughs) You went all Columbo on me. (laughs) (laughs) So, sorry, ask the question again. Well, no, I'm just saying, would you, um, as an employer, perhaps put someone on this course? Maybe it's someone who's worked with you for a few years. Maybe they were... Maybe you're an M&E company and you've got one guy who who has to do a bit of both. Would you perhaps give him a bit of fundamental electricals? I believe um, from one of my apprentices, it was 18 and a half grand to become an electrician from start to finish, which obviously, yes, you get government endorsement, etc. along the way. But uh, it's still a hell of a lot more than the two grand for this. Yeah, but that obviously, like you said, it's employer's responsibility to step in and support Um it, but that's it not is the a, question. The question is, is there a place for this type of course? No, I stick by my answer. I don't think there is. What if I it, retitled this course to Insight into the Electrical World? Yes, I wouldn't want anyone to receive uh, a certificate that gave them the illusion of competency at the end of it. If and that, two people turned up wearing clothes this time <laughs> and... Both nice people got on with them well. You thought they're pretty much, you know, bang on a level. Then you got their CVs through, and one of them had done this course, the other one had not. Would you be more inclined to hire this person? What? So just to clarify, I'm hiring them to undertake an apprenticeship. Yeah, they're just coming on as a, an electrical hand. As an electrical hand, so they aren't willing to go the full, let's say, three years to no, actually... They may be. They're coming on. You know that they're not... Stick to the point. I'm trying to raise the point. <laughs> Don't let me jump through this screen. <laughs> I'm trying to set the boundaries. No, someone's coming in. Let's say, I don't know, they're 35. They, they did something else before. They worked in an office and they thought, you know what, I'm earning too much money. I'm going to go and do some electrical work. They had a bit of time off, so they've gone and done this 20-day course. Then they think, right, I'll try and get some appointment and get some work. So I've said to you, Gary, I'm not an electrician. I've done this course. You know, what do you reckon? Can I come give you a hand and you pay me some money? 
whether you then suggest to do an apprenticeship or whether you say just come work with me for a few years and we'll see how it goes then I'll put you through yeah look so if they'd done it I would feel incredibly sorry for them and I would say what a shame it is that you've come to me after wasting that two grand because we probably could have got you on as good a footing in terms of industry experience and still not called yourself an electrician. No, but what if they did earning, to earning make money. themselves more employable? But then if you want to make yourself, there's got to be better things you could do with £2,000. Well, go on. Get a car so you can get around to jobs. He's got a car. <laughs> He's got a Nissan Micra. Uh, yeah. No, but it's, it's things like that that I, I would rather they went and undertook something that was more valuable to them whether it was 18th edition it's a lot lot cheaper and they could go and undertake that course what if someone listening to this has somehow stumbled upon it because they thought i'll do a short course right yeah and they're thinking well i've got a car so gary what should i be bloody doing because i was going to do this course to make myself more employable because no one wants to employ me because i know nothing so I sort of feel like my only option here is to do one of these courses so I've got something to offer. It it doesn't make you more employable though. That that's the only thing I would argue. It doesn't make you're not you might for a fractional thing on a line on a CV, you've paid two thousand pounds and I'm still gonna interview you because I care I would care more about the aptitude and the attitude of that person than whether or not they've done a nineteen day course. Because I don't believe they're going to have learned enough in that 19 days that's going to really set them apart from anyone else. If this is if this is someone who is new, we're talking about two blank canvases entering the industry. One's done it, one hasn't. Over, I I would expect them to learn it over three to four years. So what's 19 days? It it really isn't a lot. I mean, yeah, I was always told the first three years you're useless. The next three years you start to hone your skills and become useful. Exactly. So, I mean, it, would you would let me throw it back at you? Would you hire someone based on having that qualification over someone who didn't? Um, if they were, as I said, if they were level pegging and he did it, then I think yeah, because it's a bit more experience, isn't it? They've shown interest, they've gone out of their way, they've used their own initiative. Yes, all right, maybe it's not the ideal thing to do, and two grand could have gone better on other things, but they've they've shown a willingness to learn and they've gone out there. They've just said, look, I've got this. I don't expect you to take me out and say, go and install this fuse board. I mean, some people probably would, but they've got a fundamental, they? not that the fundamentals we'd expect, but they've got a, a very shallow base. But then something's fundamentally wrong, isn't it? If we're expecting, if, if on the one hand we're saying no, um, we wouldn't allow that, but others might, then we can't have that grey, can we really? We, we well, shouldn't have that. I can't speak that. for all people, can I? No, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I, I would rather there wasn't such a, a grey area. There'll, there will always be grey in life, but I, I think it does need that clearer black and white just so that we can see the line in the sand and where it is. And that, yeah, But that's coming, isn't it? Because obviously the JIB with their 2024 reduction in who can get a gold card and stuff, I think that's a, a narrow movement forward. Yeah, but that's not that's not going to affect anyone domestically. No one, no one's really going to care about that. And domestically, I know of people who are out there doing the work, non-qualified, and they, no one's ever going to pick them up on it, are they? No, 
I know a lot of people out there doing car chargers at the minute, conversations and wholesalers. Yeah, well, if I don't do the ENA application and I don't notify anyone, then who's going to know they've got one? Possibly, and that's completely against everything that we're set up trying to achieve. But yeah. it's the attitude of individuals. I mean, I don't do that because I'm really boring and I love paperwork. But, um, you know, they're out there. Well, no, I, I completely agree. And I think unless... Some some people need the line drawing for them, I think, is where I'd say. And we need to be encouraging those who are late to the industry or looking at the industry as, a, as an avenue for a career um, to not uh, take the shortcuts and reap the benefits of a longer education. Unfortunately, that does mean pay might be a bit difficult and you might only be able to get an employer if you're over 18 to, you know, half subsidise. Um, with government funding for your apprenticeship. I think that was one one of the things for myself, or even in some cases, none. I mean, it, it's just not the way to enter the industry, is it really? And it, it's a, it, is a, it is a crying shame that, you know, employers should support people who are late into the industry as well, and the industry should support them. Um, and all I would add to that is that of the people I know who have undertaken these courses, be them 20 days, 10 days, five days, six weekends, three weeks, any of that sort of period of time, they have either given up completely because they've realised that it's not enough to do what they believed they would be able to do, or they've gone on to actually undertake the electrical qualifications to get where they need to be. Yeah. I mean, the the, the fact that there's no mentioning in there either of an MVQ um, is, a, is a key factor because you ain't getting a gold card anymore certainly in the future without an mvq um is is there an am2 assessment at the end of those things those those are key milestones as part of a uh, you know the traditional apprenticeship um that's a good a good way of verifying knowledge and experience and i know we touched on it recently with all the you know the older guys you might have to go back and do it um I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if if you can do it just go and do it it's not going to hurt um, it, it's commercial enterprise, isn't it? At the end of the day, if you want to continue making money or perhaps earn more money, you need to go and speculate to accumulate. Exactly. And, and safety comes into it as well. I wouldn't want any of these people going around thinking they're acting safely um, based on 19 days of education. So yeah. my, my final thought, shut them down and let's let's do all of it properly. There is one other thing which I'd like to mention on the subject of short courses, because I feel like perhaps we've been reasonably biased against the short course entry routes to the industry, not necessarily on individual short courses. Is yeah. um, What short courses have you done which you feel have been, or short courses which you would think that people could do? If, for example, I've done an SMSTS, which was good. I've done the EV. I'd like to do solar, but it's all stuff that would improve my value to my company but i wondered if there's any that you had um certainly from my um experience i think doing like you said the triple sts or the smsts they're, they're great ones for commercial industrial um it kind of sets you apart a bit um i would say probably on top of the the test and inspection that we've talked about um you probably want to be definitely i don't i don't see enough people with the 18th um go, go and get the 18th regulations that's a it seems like it should be a fundamental one but um it'd be ideal if if we saw more of that 
Um, I must admit, just on that subject, I think 18th inspecting test and even the design course, anyone out there on their own working should have those three in my experience. Yeah, it would be. I mean, that that's probably more of one for the, you know, the competent person schemes, really, to when they're reviewing any memberships, you'd like to think how competent and qualified and what are you doing to verify your installations pre and post. Um, that That's a big part of that. I'd, I'd also probably say, you know, um, complex, you know, doing hazardous areas, I think commercially, industrially. Um, that's a great thing to get in involved in um, and then really from there I would say in terms of CPD you want to be going out and hounding manufacturers seeing what they're they're doing obviously Dane have got that I believe that school up north um, yeah I um, did a zoom with Sean on that he's a very clever man he's quite a lot involved there yeah exactly um, and we need to be taking and um, utilizing some of those resources because then you've you've straight away familiar with products as well as regulations but that would more be a cpd would you not say the manufacturers as opposed to a short course yeah but you i would always list that on a on a on a cv what you know that's an extra selling point that's uh, i'm familiar with this i've gone away and educated myself in that you could go away and get a qualification in lightning protection and and stuff like that but then that's really deviating into a whole subset of, of skills and and job role, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. I was just you know, going back to what we were saying at the start. You've got a three or four year apprenticeship, then you can specialise. You know, you obviously went into the water industry, did your complex, uh, inspecting test, obviously very useful, and then went on to do your management training. I've, um, yeah, domestic, I've done things like uh, my design course and that to help me make sure that I can manage it. I've done the SMSTS inspection test for the ERCRs, which has been invaluable throughout the PRS changes we've recently had, but it allows you to specialise. And something that me and you probably talk privately a lot is that if you want to perhaps try and make the money in the industry that is sold, I mean, it, it's never that easy, but uh, you should specialise in something. Yeah, no, I think the key qualification really for me on my journey so far anyway was the HNC and going away and, and, and doing that one for, for, that was obviously two years um, with, with a day a week. Um, but that that was well worth it. Obviously, it touched on obviously quite a lot of maths, but it did the PLCs, it did um, projects, it did all sorts of different subjects, mechanical engineering that I'd never even touched on in my career before that you know doing loading of beams and, and all different things like that it was a it was a well-rounded course so if you're looking to push yourself to the next level obviously getting a day release now is even harder because if a, an employer isn't happy with with losing you for a day a week then um, it might be quite challenging but no. if you, all right so what do you reckon on this for a summary for the whole conversation go on then. The general consensus on it all is that short courses are good for the industry, mm-hmm. but you have to manage your expectations for what you want at the end of them. Yeah. Uh, go on then. <laughs> no, just cut out the ones where it says you're going to be competent electricians at the end. Well, I'm not really sure. I mean, I probably should have recorded that, but I don't know what they did say. It just said domestic installation or something like that. Uh, delete them. I think they were vague enough to leave it, you know. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, and that and that that's 
part of it as well. That's using the English language. It's like being a a solicitor, isn't it? Um, I mean, I'm terrible with the English language. Really bad. Don't know what anything means. Don't know how I've got it anywhere really. But and what the the trick is allowing you to make the assumption. That's the thing I've done. Left it open ended enough that it can be interpreted different ways. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like the rigs. Um, they've gotten better they've gotten better they are yeah they're getting there i, I love that definitions they've got in there now um the shall, clarifying yeah the show yeah. exactly yeah that's a, a a really good addition no okay well um that's it i guess short ran, courses Ooh. <laughs> ran over <laughs> ran over yeah i think you need to go and lie down yeah i'm gonna go get naked in a shower yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is the recommended way of getting into a shower. <laughs> not at the local pools, though. You know. No, uh, no, not after last time. <laughs> Can't go there anymore. No. All right. Well, there we go. Thank you for listening.